So today is the 4th of January, 2021, it's a Monday. You see that uh, already four days um, have passed by. And uh, we gather together every day like this to develop goodness, to cultivate merit, which gives us a happiness of heart. And really this merit is happiness of heart. And we also develop kusala, a skillfulness or intelligence. So there are many different ways to make our hearts meritorious. Um, we can do so through generosity or through sila, virtue, or through the cultivation of the mind, making the mind peaceful. And uh, every day we do this. And if we see people who are in difficulty, um, then we can help them be freed from that, um, help other beings wish to benefit them, so whenever we see suffering, we have this wish for beings to be freed from that suffering. And this too is a form of merit. And when we do this merit, the result is a feeling of inner satisfaction and happiness. And if our minds are like this, and it shows we have views that are correct and gracious, and the samaditi, but there are very few people in the world, or in our present societies, um, who are like this. Um, very few people who really understand what it means to develop goodness, and even less who have a genuine interest in developing that. And it's because they don't have a belief in merit or in demerit in this life or the next life. But for those people who have developed their barami uh, before and have cultivated this a lot already, then they will have a belief in these things. And that shows that they have created a lot of merit already. So if we talk about the cultivation and the training of the heart, uh, one way of doing this is through the four Brahma Viharas. And so this starts with metta, and this wish for all beings to be well and to be happy. And then there's karuna, um, compassion, wishing to help beings who are in difficulty. So we try to always have these qualities of metta and karuna, looking after our hearts. And uh, if we do that, then there'll also be this presence of virtue as well, of sila dhamma. And through this, um, our samadhi will become more firmly established and it won't deteriorate. And that's because our minds are well established in metta and karuna. So if we translate karuna directly, what it means is the thought to help those who are suffering. So the question may arise of how do we cultivate this quality of compassion? And so we wish for our beings who are suffering to not have that suffering. Say for instance, we see people who are lacking the four requisites of clothing, of food, shelter, and medicine. And perhaps the weather is very cold and they don't have enough blankets. And uh, they're so 
cold, that it's, it's causing them a lot of suffering. Maybe people live in homes that aren't insulated against the cold. And, uh, but we do have enough of these things. We have enough blankets, for instance. And so we can donate some to help these beings to relieve their suffering. And this act of helping them is one of compassion. So we see people who are lacking, people who are without, maybe homeless people or others in difficult situations. And, uh, and we try to do what we can, you know, charitable deeds to help them to relieve that suffering. And so a very easy way of cultivating compassion is when we see people who are in these uh, hardships, people who have been struck by natural disasters, or floods, or fires, or a tsunami, and they're suffering greatly. And sometimes they don't even have clothing. So we wish to help them because we have this compassion, we have a feeling of pity towards them. And uh, we want them to be free from the danger that uh, they are in. So we see now that there is a natural disaster that is spreading all over the world as well. But the difference about this one is that we can't see it. It's in the form of a virus. And uh, it's causing a huge amount of suffering and pain uh, for many people in this world. And so we help them. And if, if we're able to do that, if we have the means, then we do help them. So we have this kindness and compassion wishing to relieve the suffering of beings. But we do so in accordance uh, with our means and with the energy that we have. So this is how we develop compassion. But there's also the quality of mind which is opposed to compassion, which is on the opposite side. And that is thoughts of harming others, thoughts of ill will. We may, there may be the wish uh, to damage the lives of other beings, other people or animals. Uh, with rocks or weapons, and through burning them or boiling them or hitting them. So these uh, thoughts of wishing harm upon other beings are bad kamma. And uh, this is the dhamma which is opposed to the good kamma of compassion. So when we see the harm in these bad acts, this bad karma, um, then we, we abandon them. And any unskillful deed through body, speech, or mind, we give that up. So we abandon the unskillful and we try to develop the skillful. And one aspect of developing skillfulness or merit is of developing compassion in our hearts through wishing to help other beings be relieved from their suffering. So perhaps uh, there are animals uh, that have been struck by a drought and they don't have enough water, so we may be able to help them through giving them water. And there are also cases where 
Um, in some countries, there are forest fires, and normally animals which are terrified of humans, uh, they change their behavior, and they even ask for help from people. So we see that uh, when beings are suffering, when they're in a difficult situation, it's easy for us to develop compassion for them. Uh, but for those beings who aren't in such difficulty, it can be very difficult. Um, for those who are close to us, those who we love, it can be tough to develop compassion towards them. <laughs> so we need to train first uh, with those beings who are suffering. And it's uh, easier to do that. In the previous year, in Kanchanaburi province uh, in Thailand, there was one monastery that didn't have a katina ceremony, and the abbot was quite upset because he wanted uh, some funds to restore his monastery. And uh, many people um, helped him out, and they saw that he uh, was suffering. So they joined together um, through compassion to help him out. And the news about this spread very quickly uh, through LINE or WhatsApp. And many people uh, gathered together uh, to donate funds in order to help relieve his suffering. So this shows uh, that or the speed at which this happened, that people were prepared to come together to help him, um, shows that they already had these qualities of kindness and compassion as the foundation of their hearts. That they just saw the suffering and they wished to relieve it. So it's that wish for beings to be happy and to help relieve the pain of beings. Another way that we can develop compassion as a meditation object uh, is looking at those people who are quite well off. Uh, maybe they have a lot of money, great status, uh, or a lot of fame. But the means that they have used to get that wealth uh, were unskillful means. Um, they did it by harming other beings, or maybe through corrupt methods. And through that they were able to get all this wealth. So we think that they've created all of this bad karma and they're going to have to receive the result of that. And the suffering that they're going to, that's going to fall back upon them will be great. So we have pity for them. We have these thoughts of compassion that we don't want for them to experience that suffering. We want to help relieve the suffering that they will get. So we, we think about them or we look at them in this way and we don't do anything to aggravate the situation or make it worse. So this is one way that we, or another way that we can develop this quality of compassion. Um, because we see that they're going to have to receive suffering in the future and we don't want for them to get that. The benefits of cultivating compassion are the same as cultivating metta or loving-kindness, that we sleep at ease, we awake in a happy state of mind. Um, dangers don't come to us. We won't die from poisons or from weapons. 
and we'll smile and be at ease. And these are some of the benefits of cultivating compassion. And if we have wealth, that wealth won't deteriorate. But for those beings who have gained their wealth through harming others, um, through killing um, other beings, then the wealth that they have will deteriorate. And their bodies also will deteriorate as well. And maybe they'll get broken arms or they'll end up disabled. And that's because they've harmed the lives of other beings. They've created uh, that karma which will come back upon them and harm their own bodies. And if they've killed other beings, then that will shorten their own lifespan. And so there is great, um, great danger or great um, harmful results in um, damaging the lives of others. So it's not just humans that, have, that are able to have a mind of kindness and compassion. And sometimes animals have great metta and karuna as well. And during the time of the Buddha, there was a baby who was left in a rubbish dump. And uh, some animals were approaching it. Um, a, a dog, or many dogs had come, and they were just about to eat this baby. But then a cow came along and protected uh, the life or the baby's body. And then one of uh, King Bimbisara's sons um, saw what was happening and came along to help this child. He asked uh, a soldier who was close by whether the child was still alive. And the soldier said that the child, this baby, was still breathing. So they named him Jivaka, which means uh, literally uh, that which has breath. And he turned out to be a very skilled doctor. But this um, also is happening in our present day and age as well. So there's news in the Philippines uh, that there was a man riding his bike and a dog was barking at him. But it didn't look like this dog was wanting to harm him in any way. Uh, so this dog was barking and then it started walking off. And so he decided to follow this dog. And the dog took him to a baby which was wrapped in a cloth close to some rubbish bins. So this um, baby was very lucky that the, a dog like this had such compassion and kindness um, that it wanted to help out this child. And also this dog had an owner as well. It wasn't just a stray dog. So the dog had received kindness, um, food, from its owner and viewed humans in a kindly manner. And because the dog was able to live at ease, it wasn't hungry due to the compassion of humans. And so the dog had pity upon this child and decided to bark in order to attract the attention of the man who was riding his bike. And so this dog had kindness and compassion. And through that kindness and compassion, the child was able to stay alive. But we also see that this child must have had a lot of merit. Uh, to be able to attract um, such help and such kindness from the dog and from this person as well. 
and for its life uh, to stay intact. So it's not just humans that have compassion in their hearts, it's animals as well. And perhaps some people don't like dogs. Um, They may have had some harmful experiences as a child. Um, Perhaps they were bitten by a dog before. And this experience uh, has been buried very deeply in their minds. But when they listen to this story, then they may warm up towards dogs and see that there are good dogs as well, that um, dogs do have or can have compassion and kindness like this. And so it's animals that can have compassion, and humans as well. But uh, the being that had the highest compassion was the fully self-awakened Buddha. Um, His compassion, the karuna, in his heart was boundless. It went on without any end. And yet the wish to help all beings to be freed from suffering. So we see just in one life um, how much difficulty and stress and pain it's possible for someone to go through. Um, That perhaps they don't have any foods, they have to experience much hunger. They're lacking in shelter and clothing and medicine. And some people experience great anguish in their hearts. Um, But we think that all minds, the minds of all beings, have to experience birth and death so many times. And the amount of suffering that they must experience uh, within this, in the cycle of birth and death, is immense. And we just can't um, estimate how much difficulty, how much pain, how much stress and anguish and grief people go through. And so who is able to save beings from that, um, to lead them out of this cycle of birth and death, who can really take beings out of suffering. And that uh, being is the bodhisattva who cultivated the paramis uh, through many lives and was born and died many, many times uh, in order to develop these perfections so that he could become the self-awakened Buddha for the purpose of helping all beings to be relieved of their suffering. So his kindness, his compassion was immense, was boundless. So through recollecting this, um, we are recollecting the virtues of the Buddha. We also recollect the virtues of the Dhamma and the Sangha. Or we can take up kindness and compassion as our meditation object and use this to train the mind to become peaceful, to cultivate our hearts. So whatever meditation method we use, these qualities of kindness and compassion need to be present as well. They need to be there within our hearts too. And some people have been developing metta and karuna for a long time now. So when they see people who are in difficulty, they just have this instant wish to help them out. And through this, uh, their hearts are very joyful. (coughs) They're very um, uplifted. So this is a great form of merit, uh, the cultivation of kindness and compassion. (coughs) It's a very skillful act. 
So this cultivation of <clears throat> kindness and compassion is a meritorious act, a very skillful act. So I ask for everyone to study this path of practice and to train your minds, to establish them in samadhi. And then from this calm and stable place uh, to contemplate into the body, looking at it as being a heap of earth, water, fire and air, and something that will deteriorate. And when we do that, we'll be able to see into the emptiness of the body, and we can see into the Dhamma. We should work at developing our mindfulness so that it becomes continuous. Because life is not sure. And we see now with the pandemic, this COVID that's uh, spreading around and it's coming closer and closer to us, that things really aren't sure. Life is not certain. So we should use our time to cultivate our minds. And when we use this recollection of death um, as the object of our meditation, that leads to heedfulness. But whatever happens, um, I ask for all of you to be safe, to have the strength so you can practice, so you can meditate, so that you're able to see the Dhamma and know the Dhamma. <clears throat>